Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. Good to be back. We're here. I'm like worried all of a sudden. I'm, I lost my voice last week oh. with like the end of school year all crazy. And I think I just was yelling at field day. I was at my school's field day. So fun. It was the best crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. And so on by Friday, it was non-existent. It's coming back, but I am, as I said our intro, I was like, oh, (laughs) I might sound funny today. Little froggy? A little bit. Okay. Well, Uh, we excuse your frogginess. No worries. Thank you for that. Um, Sounds like a fun week, though. So fun. Like, so glad it's over. Absolutely. And so glad it was so fun. Like, all the things. We are officially in summer. School is out for summer. This is like... (sighs) Do you feel that? Did you hear that breath? It's real, people. (laughs) It's a big deal. It's lovely. Like, oh. Yes. I just, I had the most fun month of May. May is always very crazy. If you're a parent, you understand. Concerts, performances, end of year stuff, Mm -hmm. graduations. It's so crazy. It's crazier than Mm -hmm. December, I think. Oh, with it. for me, for sure. For me, it is. For sure. I I was making an Instagram post like about and I finally was like, I'm just condensing. I can't all, do one post. 50 <laughs> posts of all each individual thing we did. It was like, nope, here's a highlight reel. This is what our week it was, was like. Crazy. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yes. It kind it's of overwhelming. Was like, oh, yeah. We did all yeah. these things in seven days. Yeah. It was crazy. And I finished up teaching. So now I'm not working for the summer. And moved to a new school. So That's last huge. week, on top of finishing up end of year stuff, then had to pack my room up like, and move it all. So transfer jobs. Yeah. So That's a lot. I it's been a really nice weekend <laughs> to do nothing. I know. That's it's exactly never been appreciated more. It. Like yes, done with May. Bring on June. Yes. Love it. Can't wait. And I yes. know it's going to go so fast. And I just need it to drag. Yes. For just me. Just do that for me. Yeah. But. I agree. This week is What's on Your Shelf. What's on Your Shelf. We're doing it again. Yeah. We did it last week. So two weeks in a row. Lucky you. Fun. I have fun books to talk about. We had fun ones last month or last week. Yeah. We had some good. And I have good ones this week Rated ones. Yeah. Um, But before we do that. Fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact. So for our book for June, Lessons in Chemistry. Bonnie Garmus is our author. And so I've, I've been listening to interviews with her because there wasn't a lot online about her. She is this, she's a first time author. And we had said, we've said a couple of times, um, she's not young. She's an older author. And the interview I watched of her, I found a YouTube clip of an interview with her. They made this same comment, like, and she's somewhere in her 60s, they mentioned. And she even was like, yeah, I know this is I've had a whole nother life, a whole nother career. So they brought that up as well. She had had an idea earlier of writing a book, but it just never went anywhere. And so where this idea came from, and where she started with it is that she had this idea of a book earlier and kind of started writing it, but didn't do anything with it, like I said, but she had the character's name and that name of that character has always just stuck in her brain. And she was in a meeting at work and there was some um some sexist comments made 
typical, she said, very typical sexist comments made that just she left. She's like, I've heard things like this before. It happens. But it just sat with me that day more than other times and was like, how are we not further? How are these things still said? And and that's what sparked this book and it to take place in the 50s when we didn't even have a word of being a feminist. Sure. Like that wasn't even a common thing then. So she took that feeling she left that board meeting with, attached it to this character's name that she'd already had. And that's where the basis of this book came from. I love that. So, and also, I'm excited about it. She did not, from what I've read, if you read this book, when you read this book, when we read this book, you will think that she has a background in chemistry and she does not. Because she adds, her idea of this book was to take the 50s, 60s housewife and what they do, they cook. They are really good cooks. But she's taking it back to and teaching them through this TV show what they're doing when they're cooking. Giving them the knowledge of chemistry and the science behind cooking. The things they already know and giving it the the technical scientific terms for all of it and what's going on and why. Wow. So that's what she does in this. So, I totally anyway. thought she was like in science. No. Yeah. Before. No. But she, yeah. She said she got a book off of eBay, uh, like 50s cookbook that, or a 50s chemistry book that explained um, at the time. Yeah. Um, all the different like chemical reactions and all those things. And she studied and figured out all of oh, the things to goodness. put into this book. She did not previously have knowledge in chemistry. That is so cool. And, oh my gosh, so many fun facts today. I should save them for next week, but here they come. <laughs> it's right. being made into a series. <gasps> is it really? It is. That should come out next year. That is so cool. And she's working on another another book. Awesome. So, Bonnie well, Garmus has come to the scene. Like, I mean, I know we've mentioned this when we very first chose the book, but... I can't get over it. 25,000 ratings, which is a lot yes. of ratings. First book. First book. And 4.45 rating. And it's hitting like, they talk about that in the interview, like before the book was even released, it was on the New York Times um, bestseller like bestseller? list. Oh yeah. my gosh. Like it came out of the gates going. Oh my goodness. So I, I'm super excited. Yeah. Me too. I'm way excited about it's it. It's so fun to have a new author to just yes. dive in and find out all this new information about. Yeah. Very totally cool. Totally fun. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. Well, Jamie. Yeah. What you been reading? Oh, my goodness. Not much. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I do. Busy. I've had a really, really busy week. And a lot of times when I'm busy and doing things, I can have a book going an audiobook going, no big deal. This was not one of those weeks. I had like the busyness was you needed your brain. I needed my brain for, and I couldn't do both. <laughs> and so um it was my last two weeks actually have kind of been like that. But I did get some reading in and I got some good books in. So the first one I want to talk about is The Chicken Sisters by KJ Del Antonio. Okay. Um this has been on some lists. Um, I gave it three stars. It got 3.4 on Goodreads. Um, have you seen it? The Chicken Sisters? Yes, it's, I have. It's seen been on quite cover. a few different lists. Yes. It is a fun. Oh, it's a Reese's book club. 
pick. That's why. Oh. It's a fun story. It's it's an easy, easy read. Super easy. But um, I enjoyed it. I gave it three stars. Lower end of um, three stars. Okay. But, but a fun one. Just okay. super easy, super fun. Not a lot more to it. Um, but it's about two sisters that have had generations of family feud. So like four generations in the past, there were these two sisters that um, went to work for this guy in his restaurant, and he taught them how to make fried chicken. And they ended up leaving and opened up a restaurant. And then the other sister left and opened up her own restaurant. So there's these two in a really small rural town. There are two fried chicken restaurants. There's Franny's Chicken and Mimi's Chicken. Okay. And there is this generations later, um, Franny passed down her restaurant to her son, um, who was named Frank. And then it got passed down to his son, Frank. And then... Mimi's chicken got passed down to the daughters in the family. So it went down to her daughter and to her daughter. And so we've got generations later, we've got Mimi's and Frank's ran by two different families that are related, but there is this like competition, I would assume. Yeah, the conflict. There's something that's happened. There is a definite rivalry and they are not at all a close knit family that just have two restaurants. So um, they, the one daughter of Mimi's chicken, she actually, well, this is generations down, but the generation that owns Mimi's chicken right now, um, the daughter marries Frank from Franny's chicken. And she still has a relationship with her mom, but she is not allowed back into Mimi's chicken. They don't go on each other's turf at all. So she is not allowed back in the kitchen or into Uh the house. So they have a disgruntled relationship. Like they still talk quite a grudge, but there's a lot of hurt there that she would choose to go with another family, the thems. Exactly. And then there's hurt for her because because of her choice, she's somewhat disowned from the family, even though they're together. Yeah. Anyway, so that daughter writes into there's this Food Wars reality TV show about rival restaurants. And you can um, write in and tell your rival restaurant story. And then they'll come to your town if they pick you. And they do this little competition on whose restaurant is better. And so that's the basis of this story is she writes in. And this reality TV show comes in and it, of course, is they're like stirring the pot on the drama. Oh, yeah. And things are coming out and things are being said back and forth. And it was fun. It was cute. It was stupid. Like all of the, (laughs) well, I kind of feel that way about reality TV. It's stupid, stupid entertainment. Mm -hmm. And so that is what this book, it like the reality TV type entertainment of of that. It was really fun, um, lighthearted, and an interesting look at um, what we choose to, like, stake our claim on. Like, you did this, and I'm gonna, I now don't like you. For generations, these families have held up this feud 
And was it really, do you really know what the feud is about? And why are you staking your claim on this feud? Totally. Super interesting um, family dynamics and family stories. It was good. I gave it three stars. Awesome. Okay. Okay. The first book I'm going to talk about is called The Girl He Used to Know by Tracy Jarvis Graves. Um, this was really fun. I've had it on my list for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kept thinking I had already read it. Do you ever have a book like that? Yes. And I'm like, oh, I've read so that. I've like, read that. Read and then all of a sudden yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, I have not And then you actually look it up and you're like, oh, no. Yes. yes. That happens all the time. So I finally got to read this one and it was great. It's about a girl and she is on the autism spectrum and uh-huh. she is going to college. She's in college and leaving her home and her parents and the structure there. She was homeschooled. It's very challenging for her. And so you kind of watch her adjust to college life, um, how she finds her way. She needs structure. She needs um, routine Mm -hmm. and things like that. And the people, the way people treat her, it's not always great. Um, And sometimes it surprisingly is really great. So it's just really interesting to watch her experience there. So you're getting that life experience there. It's also kind of jumping back and forth between like, um, I would even, I don't even know how far in the future, 10 years in the future and then back to her starting. So, you know, some, she, she's messed up some sort of a relationship in the future and she's trying to repair it, but you don't really know what happens. So you're kind of going back and getting the story of how the relationship began yeah, and then jumping forward to like how she's trying to repair it and all the things that have happened in between. It is, it's a really fun story. I really liked it. I have read another one of hers called on the Island, which I really liked too. That's one that I just picked up in a, Uh like, I don't know, randomly at a Walmart or something. Yeah. And I really like that one, too. So apparently I need to read more of her books. But this one has like 40,000 ratings with a 3.96 score. I gave it four stars. She has quite a few books. She really does. I'm like, why am I not reading more of her books? I do very much enjoy them. It is a fun thing. And when I read um, at the end, there was like this author's note or something about how she came to write this book. And... She she talked about having this character that has very real struggles that maybe a lot of people don't understand. Uh-huh. And she wanted to put some, I don't know, open people's eyes to that experience a little bit. And it she does a fabulous job. She did a lot. She talks about how she did a lot of, or she had a lot of help from people who are in that field that, help people with autism or within that realm. Mm-hmm. And, and it felt very realistic to me. And then the people who, I mean, I think it would take to be in a relationship with someone with those kinds of challenges. It would take a lot of patience and communication. Absolutely. A lot of understanding. Yeah. And I, to see the other characters, like she has, she has a friend that is very good to her and, and obviously has a boyfriend. Um, and there's there's a lot of things that go into those relationships. And it was so realistic. To, anyway, it was very heartening. It was full of heart. I love that. That it sounds was really good. Yeah. We yeah, that's one I need to read it because was good. 
I feel like the next chapter in my life is I've got a senior this next year. Yeah. And he does have some of those struggles. He's not on the autism spectrum, but yeah, like some, some of these the ADHD just, and the yes. executive function that he struggles with is a worry um, for me. Sending him off. Sending him off to college. So that actually sounds... It was... It's really cute. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. Her par- Her mother just goes above and beyond for her and she doesn't even know it. Like yeah. just kind of in the background, she finds Making out later some of the, the things that she's done for her. And it's, it's really cute. And it, and there's a touch of nine 11, which mm-hmm. I, I didn't anticipate. It. I was like, Oh, okay. This yeah. is happening. And, and it's not like it focuses a lot on nine 11, but it's a very interesting little snippet of it that I was just, I loved it. It wasn't wow, like, that sounds really it good. It wasn't like, you know, sometimes you have, I imagine having a 9-11 story and we were alive during 9-11. Yeah. It's different than reading a World War II story. Right. And so for me, I don't think I could do a deep dive into like a whole book that's all 9-11. Like it's, it's so, so emotional and I have yeah. my own feelings tied to it. Mm-hmm. But to have just like a little window into mm-hmm. it for just a minute of the book was like, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Anyway, it was cool. good. It was really good. I gave it four stars. It's called The Girl You Used to Know. Awesome. Great recommendation. I actually put it on my list to read. Okay. Um, the book, my next book is The Poet X oh. by Elizabeth Acevedo. Acevedo? Sounds right. Sound good? Hopefully. Okay. This book, I think it's gotten some awards. Yeah. I don't know which ones, though. A lot, but, I think. Uh, yeah, I. it's been on a lot of lists. It's. Um, I've seen it on award lists. I I thought I knew which ones, but it's <laughs> that that book didn't, it had it on the cover of the book I was listening to. But on Goodreads, that cover doesn't show um, the awards that were on it. I read this a long Have time ago. Have you read ago. this one? Like, in, okay. I was just looking, 2019, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've read this Yeah, one. this, it came out in 2018. Um, and it's, it's been on my list for a long time. I've heard a lot about it, but didn't know a lot about it, like Mm -hmm. what and why it was so, um, talked about. Um, but I didn't have a lot of time to read this last week. And so I went through my reading list and kind of just looked at lengths of books and chose one based off of its length. And this is, um, the audio book of this is only like four hours. Mm -hmm. It's actually quite short. Which is surprising because I think it has almost like 300 or over 350 pages. Oh, really? The actual book does. The actual book. I'm imagining because it's written in poem and in verse that there is a lot of, um, page structure to that, Uh which I bet adds a lot more to it. Right. I think so too. Because I remember thinking like the whole book, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it's been a while. It's like written like a poem. You're reading poetry. Yeah. This is a story in poetry. In poetry. Yes. And I don't typically love poems. Reading, I like find that. myself getting lost, or yes, or not understanding, yes. and not seeing between the lines that it takes to understand poems, and it's actually something that's often quite bothered me about myself. Like maybe I should take a class about poetry to understand how the rules of poetry are, so that I can better or how to read it to understand. Because some of it, I'm just like, I don't get it. Because there's a beat to it. Yes, all the different yes. things that go into it, and my kids love poems and they can talk about like the rules of haikus and the rules of this and I don't know all of that and so um, 
I often shy away. Like I have some favorite like children's books that are poems, of course, like Shel Silverstein. And I love those and I love, you know, but when we look at more sophisticated poetry, I tend to shy away because I don't feel, I feel like I have a lack of knowledge here. Um, But I went with this one. I listened to it. So I didn't see it written down. I felt like it was so powerful. Yeah. What an incredible writer. Yes. Amazing. The I never words felt lost put down. in this one. Yes. Yeah. Um, the way she explains certain things, and she talks a lot about she this um, this girl grew up in a very, very religious home. Mom was extremely uh, Christian-based religion, and she needed to go to um, classes on... Oh, what, were, what were they? Com- communion classes? I think so. Is that what it was? Yeah. To, and she had to like, ha- to be able to take her first communion, you'd go to these communion classes. If I'm getting this wrong, I apologize because I'm not, um, sure. I'm not positive in this, but she is questioning and questioning why, why would a God give her this body? Cause she's very well developed and she's a girl and she's getting a lot of, um, sexual harassment, like her bra being flicked, comments about her body and what boys would want to do to her and and all of this if her if God gave her this body that was so she had to be so careful with or she'd get herself in trouble. Why would he punish her with a body like this if it was all so bad? And she's coming of age, so she's attracted to a boy and having feelings about a boy. And if it was all so awful and bad why did she have these feelings and the conflict the inner conflict of what she was learning and being told by her mom and her priest and what she was experiencing out and about in the world and how she was treated in the world the conflict there she puts it into words that are so powerful and amazing it's it's really amazing I can't even such such depth of knowledge of yeah it, it's so insightful. I gave it four stars. It's quick, mm-hmm. beautiful, powerful, sad. Mm-hmm. To you know, I think I've all, I think as a woman, you've we've all experienced comments that we are like, come on. We would we don't want. I know I have, and it, they're hurtful. You wish, and it affects high. us, especially yeah. like in junior high and high school. I developed quite early and was quite large chested, and that brought on a lot of attention that um, I hated. And then you almost I don't know. There's a it's lot of mixed confusing. feelings with this. It's, it's so, confusing. so confusing. It's what gets you attention, but it's not the attention you want. Yes. But yeah, so it's, uh, it's it brought so it brought up a lot for me. Like, yeah, I I understood her plight in this subject, and I gave it four stars. I thought it was very impactful. The Poetics by Elizabeth Acevedo, um, yeah, four stars for me. Awesome. Okay, um, the next book I'm going to talk about is the Hacienda. By Isabel Canyas. I saw. I hope I'm saying it right. 
I don't, yeah, I don't know. But I saw on Goodreads that you were reading this, and mm-hmm. I just got this one from the library. I've been, it's been on hold for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I was super excited to hear <laughs> your perspective on it because well, I'll be listening it to it this week. But okay. I want to know, what did you think? Okay, this book, if you've read Mexican Gothic. Yeah, it kind of Ride has that vibe. The cover Absolutely. is that vibe totally. Um, They even say in the synopsis, like, Mexican Gothic meets Rebecca. Oh, we talked about both of them. Yes. We talked about Rebecca recently. Recently. And I liked Rebecca. I liked me- yes. Mexican Gothic. So just okay. a, a little bit of background. This book is about a woman who, well, a young woman whose father was on the wrong side of a war and he, his side didn't win. Okay. And so he was shunned and I think killed by those who are his countrymen, right? And so it was very devastating for her and her mother. And they are shunned. They're thrown out of their home. They lose all their possessions because he was a traitor because he didn't win. Oh. Right? It's just very much um, luck of the draw, it sounds like. And so they are forced to live with the only family that will take them in, which is a cousin of hers. And they let them know of the charity that is being placed on them. And so it's a a hard situation. Um, She wants out. Okay. So she takes the first chance she gets to marry and leave this home. So she does not marry for love. She marries for money, financial security. He has this home that she's heard a lot about in a small town and she run, she can run, be the, mistress of this estate and she's very much looking forward to go and creating this place that she can bring her mother to to get out from under there but her mother is very unhappy that she's made this choice because she doesn't agree she thinks she should marry for love so anyway it's that's just kind of the start of it but nothing is as it seems mm-hmm. um she gets to this house and it's fallen into disarray there's the The garden is dying. The house is void of color. They used to talk about his, when his, when her husband talked about the home, it was with vibrant colors and just this beautiful place. And now it's like white and everything is void of color and there's nothing like the, there's just nothing there. Mm -hmm. And it's just not as she imagined. And she is determined to bring it back to all of its glory. Okay. But it, it turns out to be quite a bit harder than she anticipates. Okay. Um, there's obviously a dark history. You kind of know this that from so the beginning. This is so Mexican Gothic. Like, I know. I feel like it is very, very similar. There's not an old man out to kill her. I will okay. tell you that. <laughs> okay. Or eat her youth. That's not going to happen okay. in this book. But everything else does feel very much like Mexican Gothic. Like... There is something happening in this house. The house feels it's a bit alive. Or a bit. Okay. Um, she is de- she is very strong willed and determined to fight to the end. And okay, and well, it's quite a journey for her. And who do you trust? Who is actually who is the one? Who is the bad person? Like someone isn't doing good things. Yeah, but it's figuring out what, and it's. It's a mystery. It's like this new genre. This is how I feel about it. 
Like Mexican Gothic felt like a whole new genre to me. Yes, that is true. Like I, Absolutely. I can't think of another book. Not that they're not there, but for me, that felt very new and different. And this is right in line with that. Like it's it's joining the ranks of that. It was fun and different. Um, put its own little spin on that feeling of a book. I felt like I gave it three stars. And mostly because there was a little bit of confusion in the middle. And, like, it wouldn't pick an ending. And I was kind of mm. bugged. Like, I obviously had an ending I wanted, but I would have been happy even if that wasn't the ending. Like, pick something. Yeah, it doesn't. I would with- love to. I can't wait to hear how you feel about okay. it. Okay. Because well, it doesn't end. It does, In my opinion, it didn't really settle on an ending. Okay. it's. We will talk about this next time. I mean... On the next, because it's what's up next on my list. Okay. I'm super excited. I know. I want to like, talk about it. Okay. And like, if you liked Mexican, Go- you will love this if you like Mex- Mexican Gothic. Okay. It's like right, right there. Right there. Yes. And I'm excited to hear like the Rebecca part of it. Like it says yes. Rebecca and Mexican Gothic. Yes. I'm here. I'm from that little bit. Definite <laughs> Mexican Gothic. I'm excited to see the Rebecca vibe. So. Yeah. It's cool. fun. It's a okay. fun book. It's very creative. I don't know how these people come up with this stuff. I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> okay. So for my last book um, for this episode, I was looking for... So last week um, was the Texas school shooting, yeah. which hits really close to home for... I think everybody, everyone who's been in a school, who has children in a school, not even in a school anymore. This is just happening too much everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But especially, I think, in a school, because those are our most innocent humans humans are in a school. Um, And so, in processing a lot of different feelings this last week, um, anger, sadness, fear, I wanted something, I needed calm. I was looking for calm. And the thought, I have a, a friend um, who has a podcast, actually, uh, Boundless Body Radio, talks about fitness and health. That's a total side note. It's an excellent podcast. But um, who once told me that th- this was the most impactful book, and he thinks everybody should read it. And I had read it. It's The Tao of Pooh. I don't know if you've ever read it or heard anything about it. No. I read it when I was 19. And um, and when he brought it up a couple of years ago, I was like, yeah, 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 I've read it. Yeah, you're right. That's good. But I didn't – it wasn't any more than that. But for some reason this week when I was looking for Calm, that conversation came up and I decided to reread it. So, The Tao of Pooh, it was written, I That's think – a weird title. Not going to lie. Yeah. So, the idea of Taoism – is discussed through the story of Winnie the Pooh. So if you want to learn about Taoism through the through Winnie the Pooh, this is great. But if you also want to learn about Winnie the Pooh through the eyes of Taoism, it goes both ways. So it uses the stories um, of Winnie the Pooh to explain the idea of Taoism. I don't know how else to say that. I didn't know a lot about Taoism. So for me, this was like the basic level of learning about it. Yeah, with I don't something know that I knew. About it. I know all the stories of Winnie the Pooh. Sure. And so it is. Um, it's a very simplistic way to 
Um, and it goes through all the different characters and their, the characteristics they have in Taoism and then their stories and interactions and how they show um, a way of life, which is what um, Taoism is. I have to say when I read it as a 19 year old, I liked it and thought it was great. And I think I was more focused on learning about the different characters of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Like less about Taoism and more about just, just so cute about Piglet and Winnie the Pooh and this and the, you know, but this time reading it definitely was more Taoism and um, how we choose to live our lives, how we choose to react to situations and, um, and and bringing calmness into into what we do, bringing um, light into our lives, and and how we choose our path in life. I definitely was more focused on that. Um, I I gave it four stars. I hadn't rated it before because I didn't do Goodreads back then; it wasn't in mm-hmm. existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and and as an adult, it is very. I mean, I was nineteen year old. I was an adult technically then, but not nearly the adult I am now. Sure. And um, it was a completely different book this time around. Very enlightening. Very uh, a lot of positivity. How we treat one another. Um, how we look at life. It, it's beautiful, and really? it definitely was the calm that I was looking for. I um, so and I much. love that when you're looking for something and an idea pops into your mind. And you follow it, and it just it was exactly what I needed at the time. I love and that. And so I think it's a, a good, light, and powerful book. Awesome. The Tao of Pooh. And Tao is T A O. Yes, I'm glad so you said that. It it's is pronounced Tao, but it is um, T A O, and it's Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, P O O H. Yeah. <laughs> so I know when I said that, I was like, oh, when I said it out loud, oh, that you don't know. If you don't know, you don't know I'm talking about Winnie the Pooh. No. It's not I was like, that is any the weirdest poo. title ever. <laughs> it's in reference to Winnie poo. the Pooh. Yeah, no, no. Nope. Much I did better. not want to talk and about my poo to bring cutest. calmness. <laughs> it is the cutest cover. Yes. And and it's just, I think it's just a childhood really sweetness sweet. of Winnie the Pooh stories is in all of us. Absolutely. That is, and then to um, to take it to these life lessons take that childhood um, foundation and yes. turn it into lifelong lessons of how to live. Yeah, it, it was, it's beautiful. Well done. Um, it, it, I don't think it's by Benjamin Hoff. And then I listened to it this time, but it does have really cute pictures um, in the actual book. If I remember correctly um, from long, long ago when I was 19, Ernest H. Shepard is the illustrator. So I loved it. Four stars. Awesome. All right. So the last book that I'm going to talk about today Mm -hmm. is What Happened to the Bennetts by Lisa Scottoline. Oh, that's it. I've never never heard that last name. Uh But I did. This book stood out to me on some lists because my son's name is Bennett. And so that... This I have seen this one. has been on some lists. I can't remember exactly. I've had it on hold for a long time. It okay. had like a long wait list. Um, I think I had it on hold before it came out for some reason. Like it mm-hmm. was said, like it was like, oh, Get taunting. Yeah, this is this a good one. one. So it came out in March. Okay. It's a new book. Um, just got it barely last week. It is about a family who is mom, dad, son, daughter. 
they're driving home from a family event and they're on a back road and it's nighttime and a car pulls up behind them and is tailgating them, whatever, basically runs them off the road. Okay. And is trying to carjack them um, and steal their car. It goes awry and the daughter gets shot. So, um, that night they are, there's this whole thing about who these guys are that ran them off the road, whatever. And they are taken into witness, the witness protection program for their safety so that they don't get further attacked. And it just goes bonkers from there. Like crazy. Um, there's a lot of things like about the witness protection program that I didn't really know about. Generally, it's just like used for like gangsters, right? That are yeah. turning on their own people that have seen things. And so they want to get out of a deal. And so they're put into witness protection so that they can testify against these people that know them. And that <clears throat> generally takes place in like a rundown hotel. <clears throat> it. They are put in a rundown hotel just to get through trial and all those things. But this is a family we're talking about. And they really are, they don't know anything about this lifestyle. They just kind of got thrown into this situation. So they get to go to a house and it's very different. And they're told not to use, they had to get rid of their phones. And it happened in the middle of the night. Like they were taken out of their homes in the middle of the night. So none of their neighbors know what happened. Like they didn't know about the carjacking. They don't know about the daughter getting shot. Like they just all of a sudden aren't home. And it's like, what happened to them? So there's this whole thing where neighbors are talking about it and speculation and rumors happening. And then there, you know, things happen to their home and their business. And there's just all these things happening. And finally the dad is like, they, they sneakily get on Facebook just because they care. Like, this is their whole lives. And they're, right, just and to they're, learn. Yeah, what's happening at home? Like, these people care about us. And I'm worried about what is happening now that we're not there. And um, and so they do. They kind of take a peek in. And the father realizes that, like, they don't – he doesn't feel like the FBI is prepared to handle a family in witness protection. Like, they are doing this all wrong. And it's getting out of hand and going out of control. And so he's going to figure this out. And he's going to put a stop to it so that his family can go back to their regular lives and not live like this forever because this is devastating. They don't want their lives to end. No. And yeah. so if I, you know, lots of truths come out along the way that were unknown to him, unknown to his family, unknown to the FBI. Who can he trust? There's people maybe within the FBI that aren't looking out oh for their gosh. best interest. Yeah. And it is all, a, it is so messy. And it was really fun. It was super fun. It was just an action-packed, like, mystery, suspenseful, what's going to happen, who did it, who's the bad guy. Like, it's super fun. I I did not see the end. I didn't see how it was going to come out. It was really a great spin. I liked the characters. They were fun. I gave it four stars. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds called What Happened to the Bennetts. Cool. It kind of reminds me, everyone's been talking about Ozark or Ozarks, the Netflix show. Yes. Have you watched that? I just, I've seen a few episodes. I watched the first episode yesterday because so many people have been talking about it and it's not my genre of show. But now that when you're talking about that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is you his family. That. Yeah, that's what I pictured. So interesting. Kind of. 
um, a little bit different in that yeah. the family isn't is actually, actually drug involved. Dealers. Yeah. Yes. But uh, it is that feeling. It kind of makes me feel like like a John Grisham, like a yeah. like a Pelican Brief. Like you're mm-hmm. fight. You know, you've got you can re- only rely on yourself right. to like find the answers you need. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Sounds Super good. fun. It was fun. Okay. Well, that was awesome. Thanks for listening. Let us know if you've read any of these or if you have any recommendations for us. We'd love to hear them. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Please rate, subscribe, share with your friends. Yeah. We'd love to hear your reviews. Please. It would be great. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.